edition for the Wise Up podcast. This is your host, Ezra Siddiqui. As a reminder, Wise Up is my platform to educate the South Asian and Muslim community about Texas and national politics. You can find me on all forms of social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My handle is at WiseUpTX, or you can check out my website, www.wiseuptx.com. Remember, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. So today's segment is called Session is Coming, and I will be discussing with everyone what is happening in the Texas legislature, which begins today, January 10th, and the stuff that's coming up with our president-elect, who will be inaugurated in about less than 10 days. And of course, I would like to also wish everybody a very, very happy New Year's. So I hope 2017 started much better for you than 2016 ended. But even though the election is over, this doesn't mean that we stop, um, you know, following politics. We need to still continue following politics because Congress is in session. Uh, You know, Donald Trump and the U.S. Senate needs to confirm on the people that he has selected to be in his cabinet, the confirmation hearing. So there's still a lot going on that we need to be vigilant and aware about. So where do we start? So I'm going to start with the Texas legislature first. And in case you didn't know that they started today. And while the beginning is pretty slow, they're not really going to be passing any bills yet, but they will start discussing them. Bills have already started becoming filed. Um, So what all do you need to know about the Texas legislature? So Each of us have a representative in the Texas House and Senate. Uh, You can look them up and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. And that way you are continuously informed as to what your legislator is doing. A lot of times, you know, on their website, you can also sign in for their newsletter in which they'll send out, you know, clippets of what they've been doing and what legislation they've been trying to pass. Um, On my Wise Up Facebook page, I've also put in a link of where you can find them. That way you can figure out who they are and how you can follow them. Now, there will be legislative bills coming up, and I can assure you anti-Sharia will definitely be one of them. If you have issues with any bill, it's imperative for you to call your representative, and calling them is much more effective than emailing. As a former staffer, I can totally um, uphold that statement. You know, we get, you know, hundreds and thousands of emails, and we, you know, have like a similar response to each one, whereas with phone calls, you know, when we're getting a whole slew of phone calls, we definitely do tally them. Now, it's important to know that when you are calling that you call your representative because if you're calling other representatives and if you're not their constituent or in their district, they're really not going to place any importance on your phone call. So that's why it's important that you hold your representative accountable to do something about the bill, like see if they can... um, talk to the legislator that's sponsoring the bill, or if the bill is coming out into the House floor or Senate floor, they make sure to vote for or against it. Or if they're in the committee where that bill is at before it goes in um, on to debate for the House or Senate floor, that they have the ability to vote for or against it. So that's why it's always important to contact your personal legislator to um, allow them time to, you know, to try and do something about it and so that you can also get your voice heard. So the other big thing that I wanted to discuss is what's on the agenda this year um, for the Texas legislature. Now, you may have been hearing that our lieutenant governor has already filed a bill banning transgender-friendly bathrooms. 
And while that is going to be pretty big on the Senate side, I think it's safe to say it's going to have a difficult time passing because the House side, which is run by uh, Texas um, Representative Joe Strauss, who is a Speaker of the House, doesn't seem to put that as a top 10 priority. And so it doesn't seem like he's really going to try and force that bill to go through. So besides that, there is going to be some other bills that are going to be pretty big. And while, you know, the bathroom bill regarding transgender is big, there's also going to be other LGBT issues. Um, there's another bill that would repeal city ordinances that protect gay, lesbian, and transgender residents from housing and employment discrimination. And other proposals would allow businesses, individuals, and government employees to refuse to serve gay couples based on religious opposition to same-sex marriage. There's something else that you should also understand is that you may think certain legislation in the agenda doesn't necessarily pertain to you, but that doesn't mean it can't affect you. Certain bills that deal with social issues can have a detrimental effect on our economy. For example, the bill banning transgender-friendly bathrooms. Uh, they, If you know that North Carolina had a similar bill that had passed and a lot of businesses pulled out and they lost billions of dollars in revenue and in jobs. And that is a projected outcome if this bill were to pass in Texas that we would lose jobs, we would lose billions in dollars. And that would be a huge blow to the Texas economy. And that blow would in turn hurt funding for our public schools and our infrastructure. So it's always important to know, you know, the potential unintended consequences that could occur. But, you know, this bill that I just spoke about, the other one that says that you could potentially refuse service if it goes against your religion, uh, you could also see people twisting that in a way of potentially refusing service to Muslims, Hindus, and Sikhs because of their, you know, religious beliefs that they didn't want to serve uh, people of different religions. So that's what I'm saying is like sometimes you think, oh, well, it's just going to affect them. I'm not one of them. This doesn't affect me. That's the wrong mindset to have because it can affect them. It's a snowball effect. Like if you approve one, uh, discrimination, then you know it can go further and further. So that's why it's always important for us, even as minorities, to really focus on equal rights for everybody, whether you agree with their lifestyle or not. Some of the other things that the Texas legislature intends to cover is going to be education. And if you all recall, I had spoken about public education and uh, public school finance um, back in October, November, and I was really honing in on it when you voted for your legislators. So it's a Texas Supreme Court rule that it was constitutional, but it needs to be fixed. So there seems to be a lot of bills that are going to tweak the funding formula to increase money in school districts that receive um, less money and to educate non-native English speakers in the basic amount of funding per student. Then there are also those that are going to really try to um, push in bills for school choice, such as the lieutenant governor. So in essence, they you know, want to give people vouchers or like a debit card where they could use to pay for private school tuition. And traditional school districts are fiercely opposed to this idea because they feel that instead of giving each kid money to pick a school and you know, you probably know that not all kids are going to get the same amount of funding. Um, we should just invest more in our public schools. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out and what they intend to do with it. Another couple things about education is that the lawmakers 
are going to try and tackle the rising number of improper relationships between teachers and students, as well as a lot of discontent and anger from the parents about the STAR exams and how the tests are used to hold school districts and students accountable. Moving on from education, um, it seems like the border and immigration issue will be handled this legislative session as well uh, with the election of President-elect Donald Trump, um, who had said Mexico is going to build a wall. You know, this past legislative session, we cost, we paid $800 million, um, to work on border patrol, and so it'll be interesting to see how um, we plan to go further with it, especially with Donald Trump as the president-elect. And then we have Child Protective Services, which I think is the most traumatic and sad situation that our legislature will be dealing with. If you are unaware, there have been many kids dying under state care. There have been at least 200 in the past year or two. And it's just that there are not enough CPS workers and they're not paid well. There's a high turnover rate and so a lot of kids aren't seen and they pass away from the care that they're given in. And that's absolutely um, just devastating to be honest. So they're saying that the legislature is going to look to hiring more caseworkers, giving them raises, um, you know, putting more money into the budget. And not only that, but the federal judge uh, also found a part of the state's foster care system unconstitutional. And so they're really going to try and implement a lot of changes to try and fix that. And then in Texas, we always have gun rights. Uh, so last legislative session, we had open carry and campus carry uh, pass. They are talking about constitutional carry where you don't even need any background check and that you can have a gun whether you like it or not. I don't think that's going to pass and I don't think that that's going to be a huge issue for us this legislative session. Then we're also going to talk about transportation and infrastructure. Those are going to be really big. Um, I'm sure if you live in Dallas, the construction of 635 tollway, the expansion that's happening, that's all um, being budgeted from the Texas legislature. So it's really important to kind of note those things because they affect your daily commute and where you go every day, right? So while transportation sounds really boring, it has a huge impact on your day-to-day -day life. Last but not least, marijuana. It seems like there are going to be a lot of bills on loosening the state's drug law and they're going to be discussing medical marijuana and to kind of decriminalize it because as I've talked before about criminal justice reform, a lot of times people um, go into jail for possession of marijuana, which is a nonviolent offense. They go to jail and they're exposed to very violent offenders and then they come out of jail and, you know, have these violent tendencies and there's a recidivism rate where, you know, they go back to jail because they're unable to, one, find a job, two, they've had a terrible experience. And so it just becomes a sick cycle. And so that's a potential positive from decriminalizing marijuana is that you don't get a jail offense, you get a a fine instead. So that way, since it's a nonviolent offense, you pay this fine and you don't, you kind of cut out the cycle that's um, really been happening as of late. The other topics that I think 
will be big, but not as big as the ones I've mentioned. It's going to be ethics, the transparency of the government. There's always going to be abortion. Um, I do actually think this is going to be a pretty huge topic about defunding Planned Parenthood. We've seen that the Congress has been wanting to do it. The Texas legislature has been trying to do it. And I think, and I've said this before, is that Planned Parenthood has such a bad reputation because people only associate it with abortion. And that's incorrect because Planned Parenthood also provides free health care for many underprivileged women who, you know, get breast cancer screenings, um, get, you know, their women's health checkup. And if they can't afford a doctor, this is the only place that they can go to get this health care. So while you may have your reservations about abortion, which is understandable, um, just know that Planned Parenthood isn't just about abortions, that they really do provide um, free health care to women that really badly need it and can't afford to go anywhere else. So that's just a general overview of what the Texas legislature will be doing. Of course, we'll be keeping you posted. Uh, this legislative session, you should know that our budget is going to be really tight um, after slumping oil and gas prices, which have driven down tax revenue. <coughs> And then we have all these other situations to fix, such as public education and, you know, child protective services. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the legislators, you know, will try and play it all out, especially trying to get tax cuts for businesses at the same time trying to fix these types of situations. So we'll be keeping you posted and letting you know how the Texas legislature is doing. Um, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you know, we'll be keeping you posted every single day with, you know, what's been going on with the Texas legislature, certain bills to follow. If we find any bills that are detrimentally affecting um, the, the Muslim, the Hindu, and the Sikh communities, we will always let you guys know about it, and we will let you all um, have the information on how to contact your legislators and what, where to go about it. Moving on, let's go on to our president-elect. Uh, the last time I was on air, it was the day, um, it was the week after the election, and you know I've had some time to think about it, and I hope you all have too. We've come to terms with who our president-elect is, and so now we need to discuss um, who his cabinet members are. You know, we've seen a lot of his cabinet members, and it's very interesting to me that, you know, he came with the quote of, you know, draining the swamp and many of the people he instated were uh, Goldman Sachs or people um, that don't have great civil right records, such as the attorney general. So I think that's pretty, it's pretty indicative of how he plans to run his presidency. And I think that's a huge warning sign for us. So... The best thing to do right now is, you know, to call our U.S. Senators, which are Ted Cruz and John Cornyn, and talk to them about how we, um, you know, feel that these people wouldn't be in our best interest. Not only that, but in order to have the Senate confirmation hearing, you need to get all of them to have proper background checks done, and their proper background checks haven't been done. And Mitch McConnell, who is a majority leader in the Senate and the Republican Party, is really trying to push these confirmation hearings through before the background checks get done. 
So the best thing to do is to call their offices and ask them why they're pushing through these hearings without a proper background check. And until we do that, um, this is one of the best ways to get involved and hopefully, you know, they may heed our advice and try to, uh, you know, stop it to an extent to make sure that all of the proper uh, background checks are done. Now, while I could say so many things about what Donald Trump has done, I don't think it's really worth it to focus on that right now. I think what's really important is to focus on the confirmation hearings and the people that he is putting in power. So that's why it's really, really important for all of us to contact our U.S. Senators because they're the ones that are going to vote on these confirmations, not our U.S. House of Representatives, and, you know, to voice our concerns with them. Uh, of course, I will be covering Donald Trump, you know, throughout time and following up with what he has been doing. But again, like I said, I think our biggest focus right now is to focus on those uh, confirmation hearings. I am hoping for a really great interview in the next two weeks where I'll be discussing uh, someone who has a startup about how you can follow your legislators on the national level. And I think you guys will find it really exciting that even though election season is over, you'll still have a way to keep tabs on um, what your congressional representatives are doing for you and the type of types of bills that they're voting for. So I hope you all will stay tuned for that. So I hope you enjoyed today's segment and for me coming back on air after quite some time. It's been exciting to be back. I'm really excited to discuss the Texas legislature with y'all and our um, upcoming president-elect not so much excited about that, but I think it'll be an interesting ride for us and something for us to constantly be keeping focused and being vigilant about. So I hope you all will continue to stay tuned and keep following the Texas legislature. Please make sure that you follow me on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Again, the handle is WiseUpTX. Also, check out my website, www.wiseuptx.com. Uh, we've added a whole new section called the Owlery where we have guest blog posts. So, you know, besides just listening to me, you can listen to other people's opinions on how they deal with certain situations and issues. And I think you may find it really enlightening. Um, not that necessarily wise up, uh, you know, believes in all of the opinions, but it's always nice to have refreshing and different perspectives. So I hope you all will definitely go and check that out. And until next time, remember everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot.